What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. I must go. Okay, people, so first story on the docket was something that I wanted to cover. It was a full-length interview taken at, I believe it was a convention that Hajime Isayama was recently at. And a couple weeks ago, we got the transcript for it. So I wanted to read it and see what was on his mind because, yeah, there's a couple of interesting tidbits in there, not to mention him bringing up Game of Thrones. So, yeah, let's jump into it straight away. Interview, Attack on Titan creator Hajime Isayama reflects on the series ending, Game of Thrones, and more. Crunchyroll News sat down with Hajime Isayama for an interview during Anime NYC. Much to the delight of fans from across the country, Anime NYC welcomed award-winning Attack on Titan creator Hajime Isayama to the Big Apple as a guest of honor for his first ever visit to the United States. Isayama was open about his anxiety to meet and speak with fans after the controversial conclusion to his series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, the creator was welcomed onto the stage of his Kodansha panel with uproarious applause and later a standing ovation from a special event hall at a max capacity. When asked about his process in forming the story of Attack on Titan, Isayama replied, I still have doubts within myself. Did I land it? I am not even so sure. I still struggle on this point and I'm very sorry about that. The reaction from the audience was the contrary. Thousands of fans roared with cheers and words of encouragement. I'm trying not to cry, Isayama smiled. So yeah, that was a couple of things, but let's get into the meat of this because some of that we kind of already seen floating around the interwebs. In a special message to fans ahead of his visit, Isayama said, since many of the themes in Attack on Titan were heavily inspired by American media and culture, this was a trip he had always dreamed of taking. The day before the Kodansha panel, Crunchyroll had the pleasure to sit down with Isayama for a moment of his jam-packed schedule for a one-on-one -on -one interview. After the time skip and the introduction of Marley, Eren disappears from the spotlight for some time. What was your intention in removing Eren from the narrative at that point in the story? It's actually something I've always wanted to do as a storyteller. First, we have no information about the characters that we familiarize ourselves with and switch the perspective to the enemy side, or who we thought was an enemy, and start to explore the perspective as well. And then just around the time we start to familiarize ourselves and sympathize with their point of view, we introduce the main character as their enemies. How would I feel about it and how the audience would be feeling about it was kind of beyond my control, but it was always something that I wanted to do and intended to do and I like that. That's very much so subversive compared to the norm of what manga and anime and storytelling do. What do you imagine Eren would have done if he never joined the Survey Corps? If he never would have succeeded with the Tamper ODM gear all those years ago? What kind of actions would he take? I think Eren would have had a rotten life. He would have had an unfulfilling life to be honest. And being inside a paradise, he probably would have continued to be oppressed and possibly just extinct without anything he could do about it. Or he might have lived without knowing that his end was coming soon. He might have just continued to live the 13 years time limit. The Attack on Titan world is so vast, but what language do you imagine the characters communicating in? I always find this question to be weird. Like I remember supposedly they asked Toriyama this again, this might not be legit, so take it with a grain of salt. Like what's the worldwide language in Dragon Ball? And I want to say he said English and I'm still there like, Huh? But again, that might be inaccurate, so take that as you will. I think they would be speaking in what would be considered a universal language in the world. You know, a good comparison in real life would be English, but it has to do with the history of oppression and colonization. The strongest language would become the universal language in that 
world. At the beginning of Volume 5 in the science story Issei's notebook, the Titan Issei encounters is able to speak, which is uncommon for most Titans. Because of that, did that Titan have royal blood, or what was special about it? When I received that question, I thought that would have been a great plot after the matter. It's a great idea. So will we find out in the future? So in the beginning, I was just starting to develop more of the idea of Titans. There are normal Titans and there are abnormal Titans. I considered normal Titans to be kind of like programmed beings. And then some of them would contain a glitch, almost like a defective item from a factory. That's as far as I thought about that Titan when I was writing the story. That's a bummer to think like, oh, he didn't have it all figured out. But just keeping it real, even the great legendary Ichiro Oda one piece doesn't have it all written somewhere on a notebook like they come up with a lot of this stuff on the fly as you concluded the series are there any aspects of the story you wish you could have changed so i have a lot actually whenever i look back at the story that i wrote i have so many things that i wish i could have done differently it's almost hard to name exactly what that was every time i look back on my stories i'm always thinking about you know remorse and regret is what i feel from looking back on my own stories that's kind of sad i'll be honest how have you personally changed since volume one i had a great deal of trouble communicating with other people when i started writing the manga and that was actually one of the drives of writing this story but now i have become older and maybe more mature I have become quite different from that time. Do you foresee any further spin-offs or do you feel you've told as much of the Attack on Titan story as you could? I have no plans right now until that check comes in until Kodansha's like, yo, money, 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 make with the manga, fam. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure Isayama has to be ideally well off based off of, you know, the success of Attack on Titan, assuming they didn't, you know, do him dirty. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure even if he doesn't have plans for a spinoff, they have plans for a spinoff, okay? Can we expect additional backstories for characters such as Hanj and the original members of Squad Levi? Regarding Levi, I actually have something in mind, but at the same time, I don't know if I'll be able to write that or not. Can I ask you what you mean by that? For example, I have imagined what the story of Levi would be in my mind, but at the same time, whether I'm able to output it, that's a whole other story because writing a manga is a really difficult task for me. It's a difficult task in general, completely understand. Was there a reason you strayed from any direct romance themes within the Attack on Titan story? Number one, it was embarrassing to me to write stories about love between characters. The other reason is that if I continue to go into those kind of tangent stories, we might lose focus on the immediate main plot of the story, so I wasn't really motivated to go in that direction even though the ending <laughs> all right i'm sorry i had to just add a little bit of yeah <laughs> you're a fan of horror movies like it follows and hereditary could we possibly expect a horror story to be published by you in the future as a manga maybe i wouldn't go into the realm of horror however i do enjoy the films themselves maybe as like a feature film and that's a maybe however it's not like i would want to direct a film or anything it's more like whenever i'm watching these films i think to myself i can make these stories scarier <laughs> You are a notable Game of Thrones fan. What did you think of the new House of Dragons series? Do you have a favorite character? I watched all of the first season and really enjoyed it. Even compared it to the first season of the original Game of Thrones. It was well done. I liked Aemon Targaryen. I think that character's face looks really good as an actor. And the finale? I was watching it with my wife and she's not really about the gore scene. So she was looking away. And so she asked, Oh, what happened? Oh, you didn't watch it? Here, let me rewind it for you. She got really mad at me. Then finally, to what extent did you draw from historical events when writing Attack on Titan? And how did it influence you as a creator? I think where there's hits of truth, it makes the story very believable. So when I came up with the design of the worldview, for example, the worldview map, I kind of flipped it from real life world map to something similar but different. People would be able to understand the context without explaining everything. For example, the Eldian and Marlians. They're really kind of similar to what the Germanic people and Romans went 
went through 2,000 years ago. That's kind of the unsaid rules that I keep in my stories. And honestly, when you watch, especially the later half of Attack on Titan, you could kind of feel that it, in general, can be applied to a bunch of different type of scenarios. Like, for me personally, I felt for the longest time, and what was what made me ride with Attack on Titan in the finale so hard was everyone was running around like Malcolm X, and I was rocking with that. But again, a lot of very interesting stuff from this interview. Let me know what you guys think. Moving forward. Now, it's no secret, but in case you don't know, that creating manga, especially at the level of what Shueisha and Weekly Shonen Jump demand, is beyond a task. It is to the point where a lot of authors are getting sick, having to take breaks, and just in general, it doesn't really sound as appealing as one might believe. You know, a lot of people, they feel like, oh, I would love to write manga. That sounds like the dream. Until you start hearing the horror stories throughout the years that I've been reporting on, whether it be authors getting sick, Yoshihiro Takashi's ongoing health issues, author D. Grayman's health issues, world trigger author's health issues, Taite Kubo having to wrap up Bleach a lot quickly because of his health issues. Like, health issues is a very big deal in drawing manga. It's a very demanding task, and ultimately, a lot of authors look at it as, yo, I did this thing, and I'm gonna try and make this the biggest hit I possibly can because I'm never doing this again. And apparently another author that is more so, I want to say a newbie at the very least in terms of where they're at with the success of this story right now. I do believe they've had other hits. Don't quote me on this, but I think Sket Dance. I might be totally off on that. But yeah, this author uh, of Witch Watch recently came out and said, yo dog, um, I'm doing my thing with Witch Watch, but never again. Let's quickly read. Kenta Shinoharo reveals that he currently has no idea how long will Witch Watch be due to its episodic nature. So he wishes to continue as long as possible, which I'm willing to bet that that last bit is kind of cap of, yeah, I want to make it go as long as possible. Or maybe it's like, I got in the door. It took everything I possibly could to get here. So I want to make this thing, you know, I'm going to grind it out as long as I can until I can't no more because then they followed up with, however, Kenta confirms he won't do a weekly series afterward because even if he wanted to he wouldn't be physically capable of doing it and yeah i mean again i gotta keep on stressing look at yoshihiro tagashi look at a lot of these authors are constantly breaking down i mean with the author world trigger it feels like ever since the anime was announced around that time period they have continued to get sick consistently every single time they return they'll return for a chapter or two hey gotta go back on hiatus due to health issues so it's no joke and i completely sympathize and understand wholeheartedly what the author of witch watch is talking about because yeah who wants to destroy themselves and if you are going to, it's like, let me destroy myself as little as possible this one time and then I'm done because, yeah, it sounds very much of a grueling task. I remember I used to at one given point be like, yo, I wouldn't mind. I would love one day to get a manga up and Shonen Jump. I know physically I can't do that. I can't dedicate myself for years on end to drawing for 20 hours a day, every freaking day, writing. Like, ah, I, I, I can't, I can't. But shout outs to the author of Witch Watch. Yeah, one and done, huh? Although, again, I think this author has had some other manga and jump as well. So there's that. Moving forward, a very, very big surprise. And I ain't mad at it at all. I am here to report that there is finally a new trailer out for the upcoming season of Invincible. I believe it's an Amazon Prime exclusive original. And I'm not even going to lie, fam. One of the major things I have to tell you is that looking at this trailer, you could definitely tell they're like okay invincible it 
did very well. There's a lot of fans now. They decided to really up the art and animation quality immensely because season one of Invincible, while don't get me wrong, I love it. And there's a reason why I'm even reporting a Western animated series in Forever News, although I'm doing a lot more of that nowadays. Catch me. Hey, no, but it's because it was freaking awesome. However, there's definitely admittedly some issues in terms of art and animation at times kind of being a little bit lacking in certain areas. It was like, oh, there's episodes of Invincible that don't look the best, so to speak. However, it seems as though with the success of season one coming into season two with this trailer, it looks so freaking good. And I just cannot wait for more Invincible, baby. Just quickly, this article that I had released right around the time just before the trailer dropped. Invincible debuts first look at season two reveals trailer date. On social media, a first image was released featuring the return of Mark Grayson. Audiences are about to get a proper first look at season two. On social media, first image was released featuring the return of Mark Grayson, also known as Invincible and Alan the Alien, his unexpected mentor. Moreover, Prime Video announced the trailer will be, yeah, the trailer's already out. And again, it looks absolutely marvelous. And I'm imagining it probably won't pass summerish or fall for the next season because I need it now. And if we already got a trailer, that's a good thing because that means one, pre-production has been in for quite some time production in general has been going on for quite some time we're not gonna have to wait that much longer even though it feels like it's been excruciating long of a wait because invincible so good there's literally like two or three western animated series that i put in the same league as like a lot of anime and manga and invincible is one of them and if you're curious arcane is the other although if you follow me you probably already know that moving forward this story has been rocking out a little bit and some people have been going back and forth arguing debating in terms of the success of a lot of these franchises because we have i believe the top 30 highest grossing revenue uh franchises so this is not just manga sales this is i believe everything all in one go and we're gonna run through 30 through like i don't know six or something and then we'll slowly go through the top five so 30 kendaichi shonen jikembo and i'll have the whole thing right there as we're going up so you can see how much it made but it basically made about 1.6 billion yen great stuff and then going up forward Pokemon, Kurosagi, Do Not Say Mystery, Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle. Yo, there's a rap battle manga? Hey, I didn't know. I gotta look into that. Mobile Suit Gundam, Top Gun, Golden Kamui, Aoashi, Token Rambu, Kamen Rider, My Dress Up Darling, The Idol Master Series, Blue Lock, that's dope for Blue Lock, Assemble Stars, Kingdom, Uma Musume Pretty Derby, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Haikyuu, Chainsaw Man, also Matsukun, Detective Conan, Arashi Anniversary Tour, what the hell is that? Record of Memories, uh, My Hero at number 7, My Hero made 3.3 billion yen, woo! Number 6, Demon Slayer, that, 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 that's big. And then top five, we got Love Live, which Love Live is, you know, that kind of rom-com music anime. I never really got into it. One of my nieces like it, though, with 4.7 billion yen. And number four, this is major, Spy Family, baby, 6.6 .6 billion yen, dog. And it's still somewhat of a newbie. What, we just like in the first season? Uh, or we just wrapped up the first season? Number three, Tokyo Revengers. People be sleeping on them. Tokyo Revengers. Oh, I'm just saying 6.7 billion yen. And then the top two is where people started debating and arguing and saying, what the heck? Because at number two is One Piece with 6.9 billion yen. And 
that is enormous and kind of funny because like yo one piece may have not topped manga sales over a lot of these series however it made more money than everything else minus number one jujutsu kaisen that is in another plateau because one piece again 6.9 billion uh jujutsu kaisen 10.1 billion yen top dog in this bad boy baby let's go although again shout outs to everything on this uh list it's dope to see yo it's, it's kind of crazy demon slayer ended how long ago now and it's still at number six and it's nuts it's nuts but for the people that are arguing between jujutsu kaisen and one piece like what does this prove other than they made money and we did it <laughs> like hey jujutsu kaisen beat one piece or hey one piece should have beat you it doesn't matter we don't benefit from it either way they both won so we won let's just Leave it at that. No, 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 no. I don't know, but still very interesting to see that a lot of these series, they may not sell very extremely well manga sales wise, but they do be bringing in that money. Moving forward, Boruto Naruto Next Generations fans. Yes, indeed, it has become a renaissance, so to speak, for anime and manga fandom alike with this year of Boruto's anime and manga. Of course, the manga recently got a lot of people talking because it's gotten to a very critical critical climactic point at this time and then the anime has been doing the Sasuke Retsuden manga adaptation as well as it's announced the code arc well we have some very good news even more so to looking forward to the code arc because in case you don't know the code arc is going to be the first time the Boruto anime has went canonical adapting in, in quite some time to say the least so uh, let's read though because apparently one of the people over there that do the Boruto anime is giving some very much so promising uh details about the upcoming code art. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Honda Masaya, which he's always in the news talking about something interesting regarding the Boruto anime and stuff like that. Again, I believe he's one of the directors over there, one of the animators. The new code arc, which begins February 5th, is being produced by an equally impressive staff as Sasuke Retsuden. Well, hold up. <laughs> hold the phone, Honda Masaya. I will say that while there was like one episode and some scenes in general in the Sasuke Retsuden anime that looked really good in terms of art, to say that equally impressive staff as Sasuke Retsuden isn't the most thing to make me go gung-ho because Sasuke Retsuden could look a lot better. So I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Initially, I was like, oh yeah, yo, he's about to hype up the code arc. But then when I see equally as impressive, I'm like, I don't want it to be as equal as Sasuke Retsuden. It should be a lot better. It should look like, you know, Ishiki stuff. Yeah. I am honored to have the opportunity to be in charge of a large part of its script. Please let the way of life of Boruto be burned into your eyes. Pause. And no, I'm not burning nothing into my eyes. Honestly, I guess that is one to take into it as you will in terms of it's going to be equally impressive as Sasuke Retsuden. Which Sasuke Retsuden has had some beautiful art but the animation has not been great for Sasuke Retsuden and if he's hyping up that animation and saying the code arc is going to be equal to that 
that's not the greatest sign but maybe he was just like being polite about it and <laughs> maybe it's gonna just blow past that and he can't say yo Kodar coming is about to shit on Sasuke Resident as Sasuke Resident's on TV as he works for Studio Piro that puts out Sasuke Resident. So yeah I guess this is one of those things of we gotta continue to play it by ear until we get a next episode preview for the February 5th release of the Boruto anime but as it stands right now yeah, it's gonna be equal to Sasuke Resident's anime, guys. I don't know. I think it's gonna be better than that, just to be honest with you. I think the art is gonna look great, and that's probably what he was referring to. And the animation, ideally, will be Sakuga-filled, hopefully, at the very least for the important scenes, right? But only time will tell. Next up, I got more Naruto-related news in terms of the Naruto series itself, because according to this, which I want to say is legit, but... Just be on the safe side and double check around that time to make sure. Apparently, Naruto's complete series returns to Netflix on February 1st. Naruto and Naruto Shippuden's entire series will be on Netflix starting from February 1st. And the series was previously removed from Netflix in December 2022. And I'll be honest with you, the Naruto anime release, first of all, you know, all of these streaming war games where a series is available on a platform one day, next day it's completely gone. It's an absolute mess and it's really annoying. I'll <laughs> just keep it. Uh, but it's really freaking annoying when they remove a series or they do all of the things that they've been doing lately but in terms of like Shippuden the reason why I question the validity of this one is just because like on Hulu to watch Shippuden has been uh, a challenge in and of itself because well besides the fact that their footage isn't the best ever it kind of sometimes looks like whoa th this is what they were creating or these masters is what they have of these episodes but even above that they didn't have all the episodes like I've been trying to watch through Naruto Shippuden with my nephew for at least about a year and a half and we get to a point and then it's like gotta wait a while for more episodes so that's what makes me curious like is Netflix gonna just say yo we got Naruto and Naruto Shippuden we got all 500 whatever episodes let's freaking go well I think Shippuden was 500 and Naruto was 220 so we got all 720 episodes like if they're gonna go that route hell's freaking yeah I would be hyped for it but if they do it the way they've been doing it with Hulu and it's like yo we got all of naruto and we got like 200 episodes of sheep within you're not doing nobody a favor like nobody wants to just watch until a certain point and oh gee golly I, I gotta wait when the episodes are already out there so hopefully if this is legit it'll be all of naruto all of shippuden and i think me and my nephew will go and watch the rest of shippuden over there small story but nonetheless i did want to report this and again keep this with an asterisk there's a couple of stories that is like it sounds interesting and it's all you know hunky dory but you never know the validity of it so again i think this is legit but it says here that dragon ball super's latest volume volume 17 apparently sold 25,000 copies in the u.s in december and ranked number two in new volume releases only behind jujutsu kaisen volume 18 that sold 31,000 copies so let's dissect this for a minute for starters jujutsu kaisen is not only a monster over there in japan it also is a monster over here in the u.s because i know probably y'all like 31,000 copies like one piece sells that in five minutes of a new volume that's in japan and japan's cold culture it's manga you know what i'm saying like it's different it's a part of their culture it's not like over here like while anime manga is definitely on the rise and it's more popular than it's ever been 31,000 copies is a far cry from what manga was selling 10 years ago like i remember I, and i've told this story before 2010 2011 i saw a glimpse at what manga sales looked like at that time and it was like some bleach volumes that was doing 
500 copies first week. A Bleach volume doing 500 copies, and you fast forward to where we're at right now that a Dragon Ball Super volume is doing 25k in a month, and Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm also going to say that I'm going to attribute this to them putting manga in more mainstream, easily accessible places, because when you go to like the book section at Walmart, these are definitely two books that I 100% see constantly. The new Dragon Ball Supers, and the new Jujutsu Kaisen. And that's also probably why, like I keep on saying that Dragon Ball Super, they really pushing towards like, let's just make this a straight up for the West IP. It's like, yo, now they're doing that whole prequel to heroes because superhero dragon ball super superhero film did so well it's like yeah i could see and it's kind of crazy that it's getting to this point i could see dragon ball super if it keeps on growing at this rate doing like a hundred thousand in a month or something like that like it's starting to grow and again shout out to jujutsu kaisen because that's more of a newbie dragon ball is a legacy and it's out doing that like big ups to both of them okay next up it seems as though there is a bit of trouble in paradise for aniplex in particular with a lot of their new anime incoming because it looks like they are having some extreme behind the scenes issues with a lot of their stuff because now this makes I want to say the third series that they've had to delay and put on indefinite hiatus now I ain't gonna lie there's one thing to be like I right, yo we got a week we got to take a week off or something like that but for multiple anime to be hitting the chopping block of indefinite hiatus it definitely makes you wonder what the heck is going on i mean they've thrown every reason they can in the book out there of like yo dog it's because of covid and then they've thrown out that yo dog it's because we didn't have these times to prepare like there's been a lot of different things going on between near automata uh kubo won't let me be invisible and now ayakashi triangle the broadcast of ayakashi triangle's anime will be on halt indefinitely after episode four due to covid19 blu-ray dvd release will also be delayed the studio handling ayakashi Akashi Triangle's anime studio Connect is a sister company of Silver Link, Mao Gakuen no Futeki Gosha. Aniplex is one of the production companies involved in producing it. And yeah, like I said, there's also the Near Automata anime that was just put on indefinite hiatus as well. And now this one, Ayakashi Triangle, to be honest with you though, I've noticed that throughout the process, there has been one hurdle after another trying to stop this series. And I'm not even gonna lie, I'm not the biggest fan of the series, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see the author fail, but it has been interesting to note between the fact that they had to remove it from the Western version of Jump, and then they moved it straight away out of Shonen Jump in general. They put it on Jump Plus. Then the anime announcement, boom, it's coming. Then now it's put on indefinite hiatus. It's like that series is not meant to happen, not meant to win. And yeah, it looks like Aniplex of America is having some major issues in general because like Near Automata, like a lot of fans were really excited about like, yo, they're actually making a Near automata anime let's go i love that game and then now this like yo dog they won't let kubo be invisible dog <laughs> Seems as though Aniplex of America need to get it together. Again, I'm not a fan of Ayakashi Triangle, but I was kind of interested in the Nier Automata anime. And since that is on indefinite hiatus, I don't think I'll be checking it out. Also, I didn't hear some favorable things from it either, which is kind of sad because this could have been a good one. But Aniplex, what, what are we doing over there, dog? What's happening? Let us know. I even read one report that there's a lot of behind the scenes issues because of also them outsourcing to other areas and not wanting to at the same time. 
I read somewhere a director said that a Chinese company was basically offering five times the amount of pay for them to do a single cut during like the Lunar New Year and that no company over in Japan took it. So there's a lot of issues going on right now between all of these different industries, these different companies, these different, you know, countries, so to speak. It's like a lot to handle and Aniplex once again and for the last time. Get it together, dog. Moving forward, I have great news for Pokemon fans. In case you ain't here, the sad news at first, you know, you gotta get the sadder than the good that Ash, Ketchum, and Pikachu will no longer be the stars of Pokemon. Moving forward, there's a new Pokemon anime that they're gonna be introducing that completely removes Ash, which, again, you could say what you at the same time as like yo dog it's been 20 million years like yeah let's get him out the way he should have aged up a long time ago but then at the same time it's like man yo we getting older huh things is really changing bro no but one of the things in particular that I was worried about because they announced as well with that was, yo, we got one final season, though, with Ash and Pikachu. It's going to be like one wrap up, I believe, 11 episodes. And boom, that's going to give you the conclusion to Ash and Pikachu's journey. And I was like, all right, yo, 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 bets. E- excited, excited. And I even said that that would be one that they need to bring to the West sooner than later because that's an easy sell. It's like, yo, this is the final season of the Pokemon that you knew as a kid. Here you go. Anybody would want to jump at the chance to watch that let alone get the rights and it seems as though we are going to be able to watch ash's final journey over here in the west sooner than later let's read pokemon ultimate journeys the series set u.s date for new episodes of ash's final season 2022 ended with a bang when it was revealed that ash ketchum will be entering the final leg of his journey in the long-running pokemon anime now a date has been set for the final chapter to stream in the united states with a new batch of pokemon ultimate journeys the series episodes set to premiere on Netflix on February 24th. The final part of Ash's 25-year journey will conclude with a collection of special episodes commemorating the long road Ash and Pikachu traveled to get there, as well as all the friends they met along the way. The availability of additional batches on Netflix will be announced at a later date. So I'm imagining this announcement in particular isn't exactly for the final final episodes, but basically they're updating even more episodes over here in the West, leading up until that big, you know, release of the finale. And I ain't gonna lie, part of me despite the fact that yes we've all said yo dog ash needed to grow up already he's been 10 years forever there is a major part of me that is like yo dog i don't want to see ash go but you know i guess all good things must come to an end and ash's final journey will be hitting netflix in the west that's good to know that okay it's not gonna be well is anybody gonna license it or is it gonna take too long like no they're they're on top of it they understand the importance of ash's final journey dog is 25 years in the making yeah people Ash's final journey will be hitting Netflix. Y'all have no idea how excited I am to bring you this news right now because if you've been a fan at all in any capacity of the Seven Deadly Sins by Nakaba Suzuki throughout the years, then it's kind of been a little heartbreaking to see the drop in art and animation quality with each and every passing adaptation of the franchise. I mean, for starters, you know, we started off with the season one that was banging, then season two, it 
it was still good, wasn't bad, but it wasn't as hype as season one in terms of art and animation. Then you get seasons three and on, and it was just downhill. Like, what are we doing here? Those infamous shots of Meliodas looking like a freaking blow up doll on the bed. Like, it, it was really bad. And then we had those two movies. Well, one of them I think is already out, and the next one's on the way. That was like an intermediate, basically, film that takes place between the Seven Deadly Sins and Four Nights of the Apocalypse's release and whatnot. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, because the art and animation on those was straight up 3D CG, which in retrospect, I was probably a little harsh on them because I'm starting to warm up a little bit to 3D CG, but still in comparison to what season one of the Seven Deadly Sins, you know, you go season one, Seven Deadly Sins, and you go to these movies, the grudge of eating, whatever the hell it's called now. I can't even keep up with the names anymore. It's like, yo, what happened? What happened to the Seven Deadly Sins? And it felt like, okay, you know, they got this new Four Nights of the Apocalypse stuff that's coming the manga. I'm sure they're going to do 3D CG. It's going to be terrible. I lost all hope. I'll be honest with you. I was like, man, pack it up, dog. Nakaba, why are you letting them do this to you, bro? Why are you letting them punk? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was looking bad. And right now, baby, right now, right now, I've got great news for you, lads. We've got a first teaser trailer for the Four Nights of the Apocalypse series that takes place in the same world as the Seven Deadly Sins. And, oh my god, they listened. They listened. Because this trailer looks absolutely amazing, let's read a little bit of the press release. The Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse anime reveals 2023 plans, lead cast, and promo. A TV anime adaptation was revealed for The Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse, a sequel to Nakaba Suzuki's The Seven Deadly Sins manga last May, and now we have some more info. The broadcast has been confirmed to begin in 2023, with Sho Komura lined up to voice new protagonist Percival. Animation production is being handled by Telecom Animation Film, with unlimited produced by TMS serving as producer and planner as you can see the debut promo below and oh my god just a little glimpse that they gave of like please just keep it that way please 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 7 Deadly Sins fans deserve this dog like they deserve nothing less than top of the line grade A with everything that 7 Deadly Sins fans and I'm, why am I saying they us because I, I, I'm a 7 Deadly Sins fan we deserve this okay we deserve this and we're going to enjoy this and we're going to be grateful that yes they decided to give us something good to look at because it's like oh we 3D CG'd we you know what I'm saying it's it's been very much so hectic to be a Sins fan seven deadly sins but uh it looks as though at the very least with the four nights of the apocalypse it's about to go down and it's looking mighty curtsy so get excited <laughs> get excited this chair looks dope and I can't freaking wait and I'm glad again to tell you guys that with all of the bad uh there's a little bit of good and art and animation looking fire and from what I read I read about like a chapter or two of it it was very interesting to say the least so get excited moving forward vinland saga fans in case you don't know season two of vinland saga has begun and it is off to a very brutal but epic start because at the end of the day vinland saga is a really dope series well a lot of people are asking yo is there an english dub what's happening what's going on i got you covered let's read vinland saga season two english dub reveals cast and crew release date three and a half years on from when the first season of vinland saga war sown it's time to get back to work and pull up the english dub of season two starting January 23rd, so you can already go and listen to the first episode of Vinland Saga Season 2 dubbed. Uh, the Valiant crew and cast, who later joined by Mike Haimoto as Thorfinn and Josh Grell as Canute for Episode 1. And yeah, uh, just in general, it's good to know that, okay, Vinland Saga Season 2, you can already start jumping into the English dub if you'd like, personally. I don't know if I'd go to the dub, because I'm already, what, two, three episodes deep into it with sub? I might, though. Again, I'm not averse to dub anymore. Like, I used to be very much so, like, nah, fam, sub 
Love is the way, but sometimes I got like five things I'm trying to do at once and I want to watch anime and having it on dub is a great way to be able to do those other things and still kind of catch what's going on. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not against dubs and that's why I like to bring this news and I know there's a lot of you out there that is like, dog, the, the, the sub stuff, like, hey, sub, fine. Yeah, it's all cool, but we just want to dub real quick. Come on. We just want to watch this and go. Come on. I, I understand. I get it. I'm, I'm kind of like that too now. And by no means am I saying that to disrespect the original. Obviously, the original is always the superior supposed to be ideally but yeah villain saga season two you can start watching the dub now over on crunchyroll go 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 well i don't mean literally like it doesn't have to be that you watch it on crunchyroll watch it wherever you want but yeah villain saga is really good then a little tidbit that honestly i didn't even know about because like i yo i be, I be keeping track of all of this stuff in terms of what anime movies are out and all of this jazz but apparently there's a slime anime that's in theaters right now it says here that that time i got reincarnated as a slime anime film earns estimated 1.4 million in u.s box office this weekend saw the north american release of that time i got reincarnated as a slime the movie scarlet bond and fans turned up to theaters to check out the big screen installment honestly marketing was terrible because if i didn't know about it i'm 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 finev you know what i'm saying i do finev news here <laughs> if i don't know about it y'all suck at marketing i'm sorry like i come come on okay maybe that was a bit harsh not that y'all suck but definitely a, a bit of a miss in my opinion According to estimates, the total opening weekend in the United States, which includes Thursday's preview screening, came to $1.459 million. Yeah, $1.4. I mean, it's still a far cry. Like, if you compare it to, like, what Dragon Ball Battle of Gods did when they first started the revival of anime films and theaters and all that stuff. Like, I don't even think it did that. You know what I'm saying? So, that's a good number for something that was kind of, again, poorly marketed. Like, who's the marketing team? Why why aren't y'all just giving me the budget? I, I got y'all. Give me the budget. I, I'll do it. Like, I, I, I know. I no, it's money in your pockets, but give Fenev the budget. I'll, I'll get a lift for you. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, for fans of that time I got reincarnated as a slime, apparently there's a movie in theaters. If you want to go check it out, tell them Fenev sent you. Yeah. And I was going to say, not literally, don't tell them Fenev sent you, but why not? Maybe we could bring another viewer in here. Fenev News. Okay, so this was an interesting story that I kind of wanted to talk about. It's not really much a story, but just an update on the Naru Top 99 voting process. In case you don't know, there's a whole big poll. Every single character in the Naruto-verse minus Boruto characters, you can vote. And the top 10 characters are going to get special art done by Masashi Kishimoto, the original creator of Naruto himself. And the number one winner is going to get an original manga drawn by Naruto creator Masashi Kishimoto. And a lot of people have been going ham. And so far, every time we've gotten updates, the number one most voted character is Minato. Minato Namikaze, aka the fourth Hokage, aka Naruto's Pops. Uh, he's pretty much been in the lead and he still is at this point as well however there has been something very interesting of a sakura fandom and i don't know if it's people that are trolling or just the sakura fans are going hardcore maybe also the female audience women are probably like yo dog we rock with sakura because dog sakura has been crushing it in this poll she may not be number one but dog she's top three <laughs> as it stands right now in the latest update of the naru top 99 sakura Haruno is number three and honestly if it was Boruto Sakura that had 
the potential of getting an original manga, I would have been fine with it. I really like Sakura and Boruto, and I'm gonna keep saying that. And if it was that version of Sakura getting an original manga, maybe a mission or something like that, I'd be kind of cool with it. But it seems as though this would be Sakura somewhere in Naruto or Naruto Shippuden. And if she came out on top with number one, first of all, I'm gonna yell rigged. Like, how did this happen? But on top of all that, like, no, like, even if she wins, okay, if she won number one, hypothetically speaking, can we still just use Boruto's version of Sakura? I like her so much more. She's so much better written. She's just a better character in general in there. Uh, so yeah, uh, as it stands right now, Sakura is number three. I believe Itachi number two, Minato number one. If things keep going at this route though, because Sakura, I believe she was like top 10 and now she's already at number three. Sakura fans, please dog. I really want this Minato little manga or even Itachi. We, we really know for never once that Madara manga, but I ain't gonna push that heavy on it. But please, what are y'all doing with this whole Sakura situation? Like, nah, get off Sakura fans. Nah, get off. Unless we're getting the Boruto Sakura then. I'm all for it. You see, Fineb can be fair. I can be fair, okay? I'm not gonna just completely shit on Sakura and say she's terrible. Don't No, no I like Sakura and Boruto. It's just all that other stuff Kishimoto missed on. <laughs> Nah, shout out to Sakura, but y'all bugging, like, trying to beat out Minato and Itachi. Like, yo, if y'all get it done, then I ain't gonna lie, I gotta respect it and give props. Like, y'all went heavy for it. But, yeah, go vote Madara or Minato. Moving forward, in case you haven't been keeping up, we reported, I want to say a month or so ago now, that a very popular voice actor, he does Reagan and Mob Psycho, he does Ghetto, Suguru Ghetto, and Jujutsu Kaisen, and many, many other massive roles, was caught up in a big scandal, pretty much. He was apparently for the last 10 years cheating on his wife with another woman that supposedly didn't know anything about the nefarious quote-unquote activities that homie was up to and yeah it was a big debacle personally i'm kind of not necessarily shocked but more so surprised and intrigued that uh he still seemingly hasn't been removed from a million projects i know they don't have him or they didn't have him go to like the jujutsu kaisen big event that they was doing or whatnot but for the most part they haven't really been dismantling him like i've seen in the past when somebody screws up they usually you know they go hardcore but this guy sakurai hasn't been canceled so to speak yet however this recent update it seems as though the woman that he was cheating on his wife with is going for the bag because according to this it says va company intention the employer of takuhiro sakurai states that the woman has demanded 10 million yen from him as compensation he has refused the demand stating it's excessively high the company is also now discussing with their lawyers on how to handle sakurai and his case so what would 10 million yen be that would be what about like 100 grand i, I want to say that'd be like about 100 grand yeah 1 million yeah that'd be about 100 grand so she wants like i don't know 80 to 100 grand which is like yo sakurai you might i don't i don't know what are you gonna do though you got caught up you bug it out bro you bug it out like 10 years fam ah sakurai i don't know i just wanted to give you guys an update on this whole situation that yeah homie now they they, they coming for 10 milli dog it's yen so it's not 10 million dollars but nevertheless i don't know sakurai you, you you stepped in it fam your woman and your mistress like I guess we just got to keep waiting and seeing how they're going to handle it because they are, you know, lawyering up to figure out how they're going to handle Sakurai and his whole debacle. But yeah, so far they haven't removed him from everything. And obviously Mob Psycho 100 wrapped up. So it's not like, yo, we got to take him off of Reagan. It, it's over. You know what I'm saying? But I'll keep you guys updated if anything further comes from this case with Takahiro Sakurai and his 10 year. Oh God, now that I think about it, dog. 10 years. She wants what, like uh, 10,000 for every year that she was played by him. That, that, that seems like where she's going for. 
for. Again, if it's like about a hundred grand, it could be less and more. I forget the conversion rate, but mm, I think that's a little bit excessive and extreme personally, but you know, I'm not Takahiro Sakurai or the woman or the wife or any of that. <laughs> Actually, let's just mosey on over out of this story because it seems a bit messy. Okay, moving forward, we have an update on a series that is going on hiatus and this one kind of took me for a loop. Let's read. Because according to this, it says here, Free Eden Beyond Journey's End will be on indefinite hiatus starting with issue number nine of Weekly Shonen Magazine. It is implied that the hiatus will be to prepare for the next arc. And that's very interesting, uh, indefinite hiatus. Like a lot of hiatuses lately are, are indefinite and not just like, you know, hey, it's going for a week or whatnot. So yeah, I wonder what's that about, especially considering I've heard nothing but praise for this series. I mean, when we did the top manga of 2022 big, you know, event over on Roger's Basis channel, that one was a massive success. Did it win? Oh my god, I feel like it might. No, 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 on Dead Unluck one, but it went very far. So to see that uh, it's going on an indefinite hiatus and it's preparing for the next arc, maybe they're gonna announce like final arc when it returns. And I'm expecting no more than a couple of months. Like there's too much momentum with this one. I believe the anime was already announced that is incoming, so this will probably be no more than a month or two max. Which again, kudos to the authors. Yeah, let 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 them relax a little bit, let them get a break, a breather, so that they could work on and prepare for the future and on top of that just get rest in general because dog being a manga author most people don't understand the pressures of it the back aches the arms you know people the world trigger author i heard how many times he broke his freaking wrist dog like this is no joke so yeah get that break in and most above all rest like yeah plan make sure you get everything in order but rest immensely okay maybe not immensely but you get the drift you know get 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 your r&r okay people let's slow it down with the weekly shonen jump and weekly shonen magazine author comments courtesy of jose underscore k and shonen jump and let's start off with hiro oda creator of one piece i went to a mrs green apple live performance the three of them each did their thing and it was amazing thanks for the song for the movie oh okay so cross promo yet again huh oda and then we got jujutsu kaisen's gaga akutami happy new year it will be nice to bring the story to a close this year we were reported that in the last one and yeah it's still like god damn yo gege really wants out gege's like get me out of here uh, then we got my hero academia's kohe horikoshi i want to become a soccer player like mitoma probably not gonna happen dog hey I, well actually i take that back you never know what could happen but dog you don't go from drawing well you never know. So you gotta look at it in different perspectives. Maybe, right? If Horikoshi's real serious about it, decides after my hero, I'm gonna take some of my money, invest in a trainer, and really go heavy. Maybe. We got Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. Isn't it interesting that humans came from fish? So that cute girl also used to be a fish? Interesting. Yo. Hajime Komodo been on some very much so dropping some uh, interesting tidbits in his uh, author comments. Again, isn't it interesting that humans came from fish? So that cute girl also used to be a fish okay hajime i see you yo go check out martial magic and muscles we got black clover's yuki tabata two of my former assistants are teaming up to start a new series called dora hachi in monthly magazine whoa which monthly magazine yo they made sure like if it was any other <laughs> competitor it's just in a monthly magazine like go look out for doro hachi in a monthly magazine somewhere out there they ain't giving no love to the other competition good old jump in shueisha and i guess we'll close off weekly 
Strictly Shonen Jumps with Pipa Pipa P, uh, my Polo 3. Having to wear lots of clothes in the winter is a pain, and I like the AC more than the heater. Yo, yeah, it'd be cold, dog. I'd be bundled up with hoodies, shirts, big coats, and I'd still be there. I'm so cold. So I feel you, Mopolo 3, I do. And then moving on, we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Starting off, we got Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. I hope you'll enjoy the new arc and are enjoying the anime as well. I need to hop back in. I ain't gonna cap. Uh, we got Nakamo Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Seven Deadly Sins. I went to a convention in Spain. The fans in Spain, despite being shy, were full of passion. Gracias. No, dog. Gracias for getting that anime adaptation we're about to get for Four Nights of the Apocalypse. I'm still mad. Pump. Let's go. Hiromashima, Goat of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, all of that good stuff. It's like 20 people at once working. I finished about four shelves of accumulated books around New Year's. I have a game backlog to deal with, but it's rare for me to start the new year reading instead. What, whatevs, Goat. You know, you, you got too many Shadow Clones getting your jobs done, my lord. Then we got Dead Account, which I ain't gonna lie. Loki wanted to check it out because it looks like Asta from Black Clover with a little bit more drip by Shizumu Watanabe. Maybe we'll cover this author moving forward. I bought a wine cellar. The temperature is just right. And I don't know. Maybe we won't cover them. Like, yo, dog, we got enough of the alcohol talk from Nagabasuski. We're going to add another one to rotation. I don't know. I might have to hold off on that with the dead account shit. Like, okay. We got Tia, editor of Blue Lock. This is a yearly thing, but just as a reminder, all Valentine's chocolates to me should be sent to the editorial department. <laughs> I remember this comment last year. <laughs> Shout out to Tia, the editor. <laughs> then we got Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. My staff's been ignoring me in real life or in Pokemon. I'm so salty. It'll be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. <laughs> And we'll close it off with Negi Haruba, author of Ranger Reject. Greetings, friends in 2023. This comment is from my stock of prepared manuscripts from 2022. Arigato! <laughs> and let's close this bad boy off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Again, courtesy of Joe underscore K. And off rip, we got 50 through 41. Blue Lock volumes 4 and 5 at 49 and 50 with 13.7 and 14,000 apiece. Alright, Blue Lock agenda still strong. Chainsaw Man volume 1 dropping a bit to 48 with 14,000 this week bringing its total to 1.4 mil again i gotta say it is a little odd that like you would expect chainsaw man to be like every volume four or five million sold so kind of interesting uh then blue lock again with volume 6 14,000 spy family's latest volume volume 10 still going strong in the top 50 with 1.5 million record of ragnarok volume 17 in 27 days 220,000 i think the new anime seasons just dropped i haven't checked it out yet a uh, chainsaw man volume five a lot of chainsaw man and blue lock pretty much wrapping everything else up with 14.7 1.2 mil there and blue lock volume 19 20 and 18 all doing about 14 close to 15,000 a piece places 40 through 31 a whole bunch of blue lock and chainsaw man not much to be said other than about 15,000 people uh were buying those volumes up like hotcakes then we got places 30 through 21 again more blue lock jeez louise dog like don't ever ask if blue lock is popping i'm telling you right now blue lock is popping at 30 volume 15 with 15,000 total 460,000 and then a whole bunch of other ones 14 one which is one of the highest selling volume so far with 675,000 it's like yo they, they, they don't have like big grandstanding sales of like 20 mil or 5 mil a piece but 
And they're going, dog. Again, volume 14, 1, 10, 13, 12, 8, 7, 9. All of them doing about 16,000 apiece. Let's freaking go. Then we got places 20 through 11. Again, more blue lock. Jesus Christ. Blue lock, volume 11. 16,000, bring us total 506K. Uh, Chainsaw Man, volume 12. The first volume of Chainsaw Man 2, still going strong. 20K this week, bring us total 780. Wild stuff, man. That volume been on this chart for a minute now. Uh, we got Don the Don, volume 8, with 20,000 this week bring us total 85k in 12 days i can't wait for that anime when is that anime coming again and then we got top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 coming in at number 10 the series called windbreaker volume 10 26 000. okay the first slam dunk resource 29k this week bring us total to 331 000. let's go oh, we got veroni kenshin hokkaido arc volume 8 31 000 in 12 days 127 total Oof. a uh, jujutsu kaisen damn that volume been out a little minute as well though it's been what over going on two months months volume 21 32,000 this week 1.3 mil total at number two the latest chainsaw man volume doing 118,000 in pretty much its second week for a total of 403,000 and gosh darn it uh number one mystery tall lunacare volume 13 196,000 and in six days 212,000 total clean that's one that i really want to check out but i'm probably gonna wait for the anime to be honest with you but yeah that was a very interesting top 50 and clear indication that chainsaw man's rise is still going not as strong as it was about a month ago but blue lock is just overpowering like it's going crazy but yeah people that's all the stories we have for today's episode curious what you guys think most important story favorite story all of that good stuff show me some love i'm for never world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of Whatever you have an awesome one have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd, unique, yet I'm so unique. And you're looking at me. If the wolves could talk, they would probably be weak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.